You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we're going to be taking a look at some big picture stuff. The question I want to ask off the top here to you guys, and you can leave in the YouTube comments below, or if you're listening on podcast at Locked on UK on Twitter, uh, if you want to go give us a follow and your thoughts over there, is Kentucky going to miss the NCAA tournament? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament, going to talk about the SEC tournament, talk about what this team is doing right now. I know we've been very big picture as of late and then diving in individual matchups as the games have obviously gone on. But I think now is an important time to continue to do these things, to continue to highlight what Kentucky is doing in terms of, well, essentially they're not doing anything to, to pick up any quality wins, and that's what we're going to get into today. But it's an interesting time to be a Kentucky Wildcat, especially if you are trying to still value what's going on this season, which I am somewhat. I don't know about you, but I am uh, for sure. Thank you so much for making Locks on Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. It would mean a ton to us here at Locked on Kentucky. Again, I want to reiterate the question. Is Kentucky going to miss the NCAA tournament? As of right now, Kentucky has won six out of their last eight games after starting the year 10-6, and 1-3 and three in the SEC. They have picked up one Quadrant 1 victory. I'm not going to take the time to explain the net rankings or what Quad 1, Quad 2, 3, or 4 wins mean. Um, if you want to go check out yesterday's show, we explained that in detail. We've explained it quite a bit over these past couple of weeks here on the show. But as of right now, Kentucky is currently 16-8, and 7-4 and four in the SEC. Like I mentioned again, they have one Quadrant 1 victory. Joe Lenardi of ESPN, who does his bracketology, I trust his bracketology the most, just released an updated bracketology from yesterday. And Kentucky, after their loss to Arkansas, has now slid down to the first four in. The last four in, excuse me. Alongside North Carolina, Texas A&M, New Mexico, yeah, and those, those four teams are currently right now uh, in the last four in in the NCAA tournament. I would imagine that puts Kentucky as an 11 seed right now. I don't know how they would be much higher. I don't think that they would be on that 10 seed line. The first four, to, four out, by the way, includes Florida. So talking about some interesting matchups coming up for the Wildcats there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting situation. I think um, dire is a word that some people may use uh, for the Wildcats and where they're sitting right now. I think everybody's probably a little tense, a little frustrated. I'm kind of being sarcastic whenever I say that. But, yeah, Kentucky right now is, a, is, in, a, is in a difficult position. We talked about on yesterday's show about how many Quadrant 1 opportunities there are for Kentucky to have over these final few games, this these final seven or eight games. And uh, they lost their first game at home quite handily to a team that they, I think, could have beaten. And um, I'm concerned with the way that Kentucky matches up stylistically and physically against some of these final few opponents. 
it's going to be an interesting ride. It's going to be an interesting ride. If you don't have the schedule right in front of you, Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Those are the final seven games. Uh, Four of them are on the road. Three of them are at home. You get Tennessee, Auburn, and Vanderbilt at home. You get Georgia, Mississippi State, Florida, and Arkansas away. Uh, It's going to be tough. These next two games on the road are going to be difficult. Mississippi State is a very physical group. Georgia, I'm not as concerned with, but that's a team you can definitely lose to. Uh, I also think that the way Kentucky handled them earlier in the year um, probably aids them there, just as far as like you know expectations heading into that game. But I, I think Kentucky can win four out of their last three. I think that they can get to, to 20 wins. Will that be enough? I don't know. Like we've said a million times here recently, it all depends on who they beat. But right now the Wildcats are literally teetering on the edge of NCAA tournament eligibility. Are they going to get there? I right now have hope that they are going to get to 20. And as of right now, I have hope that they're going to find their way into the conversation heading into the SEC tournament. And I think the SEC tournament, as much as it has not held a lot of weight for the Wildcats over the past few years, I think this year in particular may be pretty valuable, especially if Kentucky goes like three and five. Like if they if they finish with 19 wins and all of a sudden we're just like, oops, over these, this last, last stretch. I say three and five, including that Arkansas game, by the way. So what are they doing wrong? What is Kentucky doing wrong right now after their loss? What, what, are, what is kind of holding them back, making them slide? Well, for starters, I think their defense has been absolutely pathetic, and there's no other way to slice that. Kentucky's defense has been bad against teams that they physically cannot run with. There's an interesting article that was put out by KSR. I believe Adam Luckett was the one that put it out. And this is something we talked about yesterday, about how Kentucky has just kind of fallen apart defensively, and it started with like the back third of last year. Adam Luckett said in an article recently about Kentucky's defense, quote, To end the 2022 season, Kentucky simply could not stop any lead guard and gave up at least one point per possession in eight of the last nine games. Just about every high-usage backcourt player had a big day against the Wildcats. Now we're seeing the interior become the focal point for the opposing team. Kentucky has given up at least one point per possession in four consecutive games with bigs at Kansas, Florida, and Arkansas, all exceeding their season average point totals by a good amount. Offenses are hunting out Oscar Oscar Sheboy on the defensive end and attacking the paint as Kentucky's rim protection is very poor. There is no other way to put this. I am shocked at the amount of people that agreed with me yesterday whenever I said that Oscar Sheboy should be benched. I am amazed at the amount of comments that agreed with me. I only saw one or two that were like, oh, you're turning on Cal, and now you're turning on the players. It's not turning on anybody. It's being realistic. If the players aren't performing and the coaches aren't coaching well, a change needs to be made. It's as simple as that. You can't just sit there and hogtie yourself to somebody who's going to sit down on the railroad track by themselves. It just doesn't make sense. You don't want to get run over. You want to get up and get out of the way and make your own decision. I don't understand the frustration here with, oh, how could you be criticizing X, Y, or Z when it's very clearly an issue? And I'm very thankful that a lot of you see through that. I'm very thankful that a lot of you agree with me that this is a problem that has to be solved. That's what Kentucky's doing wrong right now. They are not protecting the rim, and they are struggling to identify how to rotationally solve that problem. 
I think it's very clear what they need to do. Some of you had some interesting comments about Damian Collins and Uganda and Yenzo uh, on yesterday's show. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I also don't think you all disagree with me about how I think it should be handled. I will say this to one of you, and this is not like trying to be rude or be a, have a rebuttal. Just because Collins averages two and two point nine points per game doesn't mean he could do he couldn't do more with extended minutes. That's why we look at points per forty possessions per forty minutes. Excuse me, points per one hundred possessions. We look at okay, what would they do if they were actually given a starting role? That's what things like Sports Reference are used for. That's why I utilize it. That's why we break these things down. I think that Uganda and Yenzo and Damian Collins should rotate in more. Simple as that. And people are starting to ask the same question. I'm actually very glad I was one of the first, not saying, oh, look at me. I had the, the bright idea first. I'm just saying, like, I'm glad that there's a conversation that has been started about this, and it's not just me. It's also other people following, so that it's not like, it's, I don't think it's as, 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 as outlandish as I once thought. So that's the problem with Kentucky right now. They aren't protecting the rim. They're getting run on. And um, I'm curious, again, to see what this final stretch does against them because Mississippi State has one of the best bigs in the SEC. Tennessee has several. Auburn has a really solid big. Vanderbilt has a really solid big. And then you round out the year to go play at Arkansas to end off things. I mean, daggum, y'all. Like, like this is going to be a tough, tough sledding, uh, tough sledding for the Wildcats here. It's very easy, I think, to identify the one thing that could be could be potentially fixed. And it's very, very difficult to identify how Kentucky like makes the run here because of the matchups. I'm just simply banking on hope. I'm banking on the fact that Kentucky's perimeter shooters will at some point find a stretch here or two or three games where Cal actually lets them shoot threes. Another thing, actually, I have this pulled up. I didn't even, I didn't even mean to talk about this. I just have a couple of KSR articles pu- pulled up. This one, I believe, was by Scott or Tyler Thompson. Uh, excuse me, almost said the K- former Kansas State quarterback there. Uh, this is another interesting note here from from Miss Thompson. Despite having three capable outside threats, Reeves, Frederick, and Wallace, the Cats only average 18.5 three-point attempts per game, which ranks 303rd in the country. That figure is far below Calipari's early season goal of 25 three-point attempts per game. It's gotten worse as the season has gone on, too. As Steven pointed out on Twitter, which is another one of their uh, representatives there, there at KSR, over the last five games, Kentucky has attempted only 65 threes. That's an average of 13, point, point, uh, 13 per game. I believe they shot 14 against Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. When Arkansas pulled away in the second half, Reeves, Kentucky's leading three-point shooter, attempted and missed only one three in 16 minutes. Same for Frederick. Wallace was one of two behind the arc in the final 20 minutes. Kentucky needs to be letting their shooters shoot more. I don't understand how statistically you kind of can identify, hey, we do really well in this area, but at the same time, we're also not going to try and exploit our opponent in that area. We're going to continue to do things that don't work for us and then rely on our big man who can't play pick-and-roll defense defense on the opposite end of the floor to just figure it out in the second half instead of playing Damian Collins. doesn't make sense to me. That's that's just me, though. I, I think a lot of you agree. So, Kentucky right now on the verge of the NCAA tournament bubble. What are they doing wrong? They're not protecting the paint. What are they going to do about it? I'm not sure. So, the question I want to ask you guys again, is Kentucky making the NCAA tournament? You can leave it in the YouTube comments below. All right, before we continue along talking about the SEC tournament, because I do think that this is interesting and not in a negative, oh, the world's ending way. Before we get to the SEC tournament, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. This year, the only app you guys will need 
at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As we all know, the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday, Chiefs, Eagles. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Some people think it's going to be a blowout. I disagree with that. We here at Locked On are not just excited about the Super Bowl. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports super fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet everything from the money line, point spreads, who's going to score a touchdown. It's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can claim your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. This week has just absolutely been flying by. Flying by. A lot going on in the college basketball world. And hey, if you are not subscribed already to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, you need to go ahead and do that right now. Uh, the Andy Patton and Isaac Shade do a phenomenal job over there with that show. We added it just a couple of months ago to the Locked On Network. They bring in experts. They bring in me sometimes to talk about Kentucky basketball. I'm not claiming I'm an expert. I'm just among the few there. And they'll sometimes bring in coaches. They'll bring in people to talk about what's going on in the college basketball world. It's all really, really great stuff there. If you want to be more knowledgeable about what's going on in the landscape, of college basketball. Again, check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. It's wherever you get your podcasts. It's also here on YouTube if you want to go search that up and subscribe as well. So Kentucky right now, like we mentioned, is on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. And I think it's interesting where they currently fall in the SEC tournament. So right now, according to Ken Palm, Kentucky is predicted to finish 10-8 and eight in the SEC. As of right now, they are 7-4. and four. So they predict them to go two and four over these final uh, final few games here. Am I doing the math right there? Yes. I don't understand why they're counting up seven out of the, eh, whatever. Uh, point being, Kentucky right now is expected to slide down the standings. They're predicted to finish eighth in the SEC, right behind Missouri, uh, and then right above Mississippi State. If the SEC tournament started now, Kentucky would be in for a game on Thursday in the second round of the NCAA, or excuse me, in the SEC tournament, and they would be playing in to go play Alabama, the, the one seed. So here's what I wanted to talk about. This could end up being really good for Kentucky, depending on the matchup, or it could end up being really, really rough. Because of as of right now, Kentucky, like we mentioned, is on the bubble. They don't necessarily know how they're going to finish the season. I think it's a toss-up. I think they'll find a way to win four games, but they may need a little bit more help after that. So what do you do? You turn to your conference tournament to potentially find some better wins. But the last thing you want to do is face off against the number one team in the league that also whipped you a couple of weeks ago. Not a couple of weeks ago. It was like a month ago. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do. And before that, you have to play a team like, oh, I don't know, Mississippi State who would be the nine seed in this case and is one of the more physical teams in this league? Uh, yeah, no, thank you. I would rather pass. I would rather not do that. So what Kentucky has to do right now is they need to find a way to get up to that seven mark or somehow, miraculously, finish fifth or f- fifth or sixth. Because if you end up doing that, 
you are more likely than going, you're more likely than not going to play a team like Texas A&M or Auburn. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have a lot of faith in either of those two teams, uh, Texas A&M more than Auburn. I would favor Kentucky in both those matchups. So right now, you've got a chance to really do something special with these final seven games. But if you don't, if you don't, you're going to end up playing Tennessee or you're going to end up playing Bama as a 10, 7, 8, or 9 seed. Kentucky has to find a way to, to climb their way up the standings. It starts with beating teams that are currently above them in this conference. It starts with beating those teams. Thank goodness Kentucky has a win over Texas A&M. It's one of their two lone conference losses. A&M's lost to Arkansas and A&M's lost to Kentucky. A&M, to finish out the year, according to Ken Palm, is going to lose four games and win three. They're going to go three and four. If Kentucky could go four and three, maybe A&M slips up in an extra game there. They're only favored to win by against Arkansas by one. If A&M slides here, then Kentucky could easily move up to this top. They could, they could find their way back into a double bye. I mean, that's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. They still play Tennessee. They still play Auburn. I mean, they face off against two of the top four seeds right now, and I'm not going to lie to you, Auburn is sliding, in my opinion. Not right now, but they're going to. I mean, they've kind of been sliding. I mean, you look at what they've done. They've lost four out of their last five. Part of it has not been their own doing. But anyway, point being here, Kentucky's got a chance, man. Kentucky's got a chance to really turn things around here or just kind of continue to do what they've done and end up as an eight or a nine seed and play Alabama. More likely than not, I think Kentucky's probably going to end up as a, as a seven or a six, which is beneficial if you're a six. It's not beneficial if you're a seven. I don't want to play Tennessee in the SEC tournament because if you survive that game, you immediately turn around the next day after playing easily the best defense in the league, and you got to play somebody like Texas A&M, like in Alabama. I don't like the thought of that. I don't like the thought of playing Auburn as in the second game either. But you know what? It, it is what it is. Tennessee and Alabama are not two are two teams that I would not want to get day two. Kentucky's got to find a way to, to see if they can maybe push for a double bye. If they can do that, their chances are significantly better. I think to kind of rise, not just in the. I think their their chances are are significantly better to rise in the NCAA tournament. Because of the fact that they that would have meant they would have won some important games there in the regular season. It's all going to be interesting to see the way it plays out. Also, very random here. I'm just now realizing this. LSU sucks. There's no other way to put it. LSU is not a good basketball team. Do you remember when LSU was like 12-1? and one? Those, were, those were good times. Those were good times. And now they're all of a sudden what? I got I to gotta go pull it up. They're 12-12? and 1-10 in, in the league? They're projected to finish 4-14. and Brother, I don't know if they're going to get there. Kentucky, again, right now, fifth seed. Fifth seed in the SEC tournament. Just don't slide. Just don't screw up. Beat Auburn or Tennessee, and you'll get in the top four. That would be huge. Do not want to see a slide. Do not want to see a slide. So if you've got any thoughts on where Kentucky ends up in the SEC tournament, if you've got any thoughts on like how this plays out, if you, if you just think that the world is ending and this all sucks, you can let me know in the YouTube comments below. I mean, I don't really care at this point. Not, I'm not saying that your opinion isn't valuable. I'm just saying, like, what, what's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm eager to see how this, the, this next month plays out. Because it's only one more month, essentially, until we really start to get things going. So, 
That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDell underscore. You can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, and concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.